and we are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft Podcast. This is episode number 36, and I'm joined by a very special guest here, as I'm joined by the owner of Battle Club Pro himself, Joe Kim Morales. I'm about to call him Money Morales, because that's how I met him years ago. How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, principal owner, I've got two partners, Ray Red and Janelle from HR. Um I'm good, man. Yeah, Money Morale as well. I haven't heard that. Hey, minute. brother, again, this is, how, this is how I'm showing. We've known each other for a few years. This yeah, isn't yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. a last week, hey, how's it going? And that's that's it. Like, right. I, I've met you, I want to say it was the Five Borough days. That's where we met. I pretty, yeah, I think it was Five Boroughs. Yeah, when you used to used to call the action with uh, Dave Sergio. Yeah, I did. I worked with Dave a couple times, then uh, Peter a few times. Yeah. So, no, but it's been a minute, man. I'm glad to finally have you on. Again, we have a lot to talk about. We got, again, the whole show coming up Wednesday. We also got Fallout that I want to talk to you about. But before we get into all of that, I have to ask, again, the podcast is called Respect the Craft. When you hear that term, the craft, what does that mean to you? It uh, immediately reminds me of all the intricacies it takes to be part of wrestling. All the little things that people don't really know, like, you know, Ring crew and setup, lighting, photography, videography, um, you know, putting the show together in terms of the, the card. It's all the little things that make uh, wrestling what it is. And in the ring, you know, all the, you know, the facial expressions, the, the little dip, you know, tweaks in their transitions, like the little things that make it all there that maybe the common fan doesn't notice. That's what that's what I think when I hear craft. Gotcha, gotcha. No, and definitely. And that's something. Oh, what's up? Let me show this here to make sure that they know we're live as well. What's up, Chris? How's it going, brother? Beast. We're gonna be talking about your match in a little bit as well, brother. But also, that's that's something I wanted to mention. I feel like again, I've gotten to see you again throughout the years, and even now as a principal owner, and even again as a owner as well of the school, you're still doing. You're paying those dues. You're still helping with the ring. You're doing everything. Like I commend yeah. you for that as well. Like again, you can easily just be, hey, let them do it. But you're also getting your hands dirty in there as well, so I commend you on that, brother. It's uh, it's it's how I learned, I guess. Uh, yeah. Carlos Aristi, the founder of Battle Club, that's how he brought me in. Just you know, don't ever ask someone to do something you wouldn't do. Um, plus, plus I like it, and then I get to even when I didn't have the school, and we just you know had some friends helping out or whatever, some workers. Yep learning really early on how to put a ring in a truck for, you know, best way to put it back up in the venue and vice versa. Learning that early on, it, it's refreshing when I, like I said, didn't have the students showing my friends how this goes, why this goes and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoy it too. You know, it lets me test my metal. Got you. Hey, I get it. I get it. But, but again, before we get into all the great stuff, the show, uh, what was it that got you into into wrestling? Was it independent wrestling, or was it like most of us just a match on WWE, something like that? What was it yeah, that got you into? Yeah, it was, a, it was you know, like most people, you know, seeing it on TV, WWE. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, I got into WWE, and then I had some cousins who were about you know 10, 10, 11 years older than me. Yeah. So I'd go over to their house on the weekends, and they had like old AWA tapes and stuff like Ooh, that. Okay. So I. I WWE hooked me, but then I started watching that kind of stuff. And then, you know, 
coming to the realization that WCW exists and ECW and stuff like that, those alternatives. So it was like most of us, WWE, but I got to say my love for the game is so different now. So much, so much like there's so much more emphasis on this sport I love because now I see what it really takes. I'm there. I'm watching the, the grind, you know, having people on my show one day and then a month later they're on TV. It's just wild. So it's, the, the respect is just monumental at this point, just seeing it from the other side. Gotcha. Uh, what was it for you? What was that first taste of indie wrestling? Because I can imagine, again, seeing that and seeing that style and then getting introduced to the indies, it had to be a whole, like, just turn for you. So my first uh, my first indie experience was um, right up the block, LIWF. Okay. Uh, I don't really remember anything about the show except this I, I, this guy's gimmick was he was a crackhead and then like I tried to I tried to be a, a, a super fan and talk to him about it and he, he's like brother this is no gimmick and it scarred me for life uh, that was my first direct you know touch with indie wrestling um, oh god I love the doghouse man <laughs> <laughs> but um, Carlos bringing me to film uh, Wrestle Pros. Uh, okay. Those are fucking. Those are awesome. Um, so that was like real first, like hands on. Uh, I was watching, you know, guys like Bowens who we ended up working with later on. You know, Macintosh, Matthews, all those guys. Just seeing them like that is just eye opening. Gotcha. No, definitely. I can imagine that. Again, it shows a different side of it. That again, now you, I can imagine you've gained the deeper respect for that, deeper love for seeing how again that transitions into the stars of tomorrow like you yep. got like you just mentioned anthony bowens again he got to be there for you guys and now AEW superstar yeah like yeah so. wild wild um and then you see him afterwards like after they've been signed and it's like nothing happened but you're like no something monumental yeah. happened you know well, that's, but, that's when it's still like the great ones that they're like hey i'm still i still i know right. i can't you know, exactly yeah it's, it's it's a sad fact when you see a few of them and it's like, who are you again? It's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's get into it. All the good stuff now. Let's get into Wednesday. Reason we're here right now. Let's talk about it here. We got two shows coming up with Welcome to New York, the pre-show. That again, it's a show about. It's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big show here, and then as well, Women Crush Wednesday, which I gotta ask again. It's it's. A great show. It's going to be a great card right here. But what got you to want to do a Wednesday show? So uh, the first WCW came about because WrestleMania week was in New York. Yeah. And, you know, we were running shows. And then I had, you know, after the first year, year and a half, I just gained full control. Carlos handed over to me. And I went to emphasize, you know, great women wrestling, great women wrestlers. So it was Mania Week. We had already done a couple of all-women shows, <clears throat> and I wanted to jump the gun because the collective was, you know, running from Thursday, I think, all the way to Wednesday. I mean, uh, Thursday all the way to Sunday. Um, so I wanted to kind of jump the gun. It's like, all right, I'll do a show on Wednesday. And, you know, obviously the play on the word WCW, me growing up, that meant wrestling, you know, because nowadays it's women crush. Yeah. So I was like, boom. That that came together and and man, that was that was such an experience having 
having someone from the biggest show on the planet reach out and say, hey, this person's going to come scout. And then seeing it end up pay off, unbelievable. Um, and yeah, I just, I just wanted to jump the gun. And I, I think it was Pizza Party that ran the same day. I'm not 100% sure, but there was another promotion that ran the same day, like same ideology trying to jump the gun. I don't know how they did, but it was just like, you know, you kind of want to be first. Yeah. I know. I get it. But now, again, now it's you're running solo here. It's running yeah. this week. So I can imagine, again, it's a stellar card. It's going to do amazing. But was there any of that concern? Like, again, it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, major, major concern. But, you know, I asked, uh, you know, the question was put out there, like, for our return show, what would you guys want to see? And our Icons champion said it should be WCW because, you know, the the outcome, the, what came from that show, um, you know, just on my end, seeing the post about Tasha and Diamante stealing the show and setting the tone for WrestleMania week with that match. Um, it was dope. Um, it It's a huge concern because it's not WrestleMania week. It's Wednesday. We have programming on Wednesday now. Yeah. One of the biggest companies there is. But it was just like she wanted it. I thought it was appropriate. I also came up with the, the, the Welcome to New York City concept because it's like most of the time – Girls are the like token act or the special attraction. You get one for every 10 matches in a show. Um, and they're not really taken seriously. So I was like, I'm going to have the guys warm up the crowd for the girls. And No, and I, I really like that concept because I feel like, again, it's it's being different. It's not being, yeah. like you said, usually, again, sadly with indie wrestling, a lot of times it's right. that. It's like maybe you get one or two women's matches. Yeah. So getting the idea flipped and having, hey, now you guys gotta show off, and then it's 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 time for the main attraction here. I, yeah. I like the idea. It's, it's yeah, fun. it was you know, and so coming up with that, yeah, like like Swole said, the show was so important. It meant so much to so many people. So that was you know that was the main car we were gonna go with, and you know, worried yes. And every time I check things, they're better than I think they are. Excited, um, hearing a lot of people inquire, you know, with the students at the fallout and you know, workers being in touch. So it yeah, it's it's scary, but if it scares you but makes you feel alive at the same time, you gotta do it. I feel like that's also a thing too. If you're not worried, then you're you don't care. Right. You have to have that emotion about it and wanna be again, do what you want to do. Like it has to be that you wanna put out the best foot forward. So if you're not if you don't care, then it's like, hey, we'll see how it goes. Like, no, right. you're actually, you're, you're fe you have that feeling for your promotion. That's yeah, great. definitely do. There we go. Here we go. We got Matt Awesome as well. He says he can't wait for Wednesday. It's going to be, again, a great card. We're about to talk about it here. So let's jump into it. Let's go first. Again, there's been the promos for it. We've been hearing about it. I made a little, a little uh, custom graphics here to talk about Welcome New York City's matches. So let's first, let's talk about this here. The main event are defending their championships here nice. on Wednesday. Again, I can do a little graphics. It's just, just a little <laughs> touch. <laughs> but again, the main event, they've been they've been called out by not one, but two different teams. And then when they were at the fallout, two of Fallout's best stood up to them that night as well. So Yeah, that was um that was wonderful to see. 
Um, it was beautiful. The moment, the main event, won the tag titles, they got very emotional. It was in Brooklyn. It, it meant a lot to them. Um, and they've stayed in constant communication with me, you know, throughout all the craziness about how much they really wanted to not only represent the brand and be the best on the brand, but give opportunities. Um, and, you know, a few months in, you know, into Fallout being a thing, they had asked, hey, is there anyone that, like, we can work? And she's just like, no, we got a, a lot of newbies, dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Fight or Die, um, in the ashes of the East Coast Syndicate rises the phoenix that is Fight or Die. Uh, De Niro and Barton, they're, they're awesome. Um, okay. Glad to have them on. I, I had them a part, as a part of the Five Points Tournament, so it's going to have them as a team again, resurrected. Uh, prolific actually has a win over the main event, <clears throat> you know, at another ind independent promotion. Uh, so they feel like they should have the, you know, title shot against main event. And then, like I said, you know, you mentioned earlier that promo main event calling out to the students who ended up being KJ Mack, who's worked a bit, uh, up in the Northeast. We are wrestling, um, is going to do some something for Magic this week coming up. Um, so KJ Mack and Dave Rivera, who you know hasn't hasn't really had an indie match in almost 10, 10 11 years, something like that. So, like a uh, opposite end, you know, perfect strangers, odd couple kind of tag team that that arose there. Um, so yeah, now it's going to be a four way main event defending the the titles against all three teams, doing something fun, something different. You know, they had a successful defense against the Rep. So changing it up completely in this match. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because again, with the rep, it seemed like it was almost a, it was a, it was a heated rivalry there. They were going at it multiple companies. It led to Battle Club defending those titles, and it, it just it was insane. And then now they're going again. We have Fight or Die here. That again, they they're changing up their style. It's a more gruesome style. We even have again Chris Barton's talking about it's it's time for him to take home those belts. So. <sighs> He's putting you over. He loves you, but it's like he, he wants to do what you got to do, you know? Hey, I get it. I, I get it. So, but then, okay, so you got Fight or Die. You have Prolific, who I've had on the show as well. And they're they're about claiming their belts. That's it. They're taking over the territory. But, again, last time we saw Prolific, they had their Wars Wide Battle Club with Shane Taylor Promotions, which still talked about to this day. So they're also they, – they have their – they're footing the door. They're making sure, hey, we're a dominant faction here in, in Battle Club. And then again, you have the two, the two newbies here, yep. which again, you you mentioned there. It's like opposite the track. It's a perfect. It's perfect strangers. But I feel like that's something that makes them the dark horse of the match. You know, it, it's it's you know it's great because <laughs> KJ, you know, student at the Fallout, yeah. he keeps throwing it in there. He goes, so when's the last time someone debuted? for a title and won it and he brought up the whole page thing on raw and he's like well me and dave are going to be debuting this wednesday in a title match you know he keeps you know jabbing it um great story about prolific i've known both those guys oh, about a decade and it had nothing to do with independent wrestling it it was uh the pay-per-view viewing parties where i also got to know wilkins and then we've seen what come from there so it's just crazy how this work, you know, how small it is, how this, especially indie wrestling. So yeah, you know, Prolific definitely has a claim. You know, they're consistent workers at Battle Club. Uh, yeah, I've I've loved Barton since the day he stepped foot in the ring. 
Um, him and Dom are really great. And then you got these two upstarts. It's going to be fun because everyone's got their own style. And then, like you said, being the dark horse because they're relatively unknown, no one knows what they're going to get from Dave Rivera and KJ Mack. Yeah, especially as a team because, again, KJ has been working around a little bit. We've gotten to see a little bit of a taste. But, again, as a duo, we haven't gotten to see them yet. And that's always the best thing because now the teams in it have nothing to study. They're going to study them. And I can imagine, again, especially with the coaches there, they're giving them all the guidance like, hey, here's your tape. Now it's up to you. And I can imagine they want to bring those belts home to the fallout. So that's going to be an interesting matchup on Wednesday. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But here we go. Let's move on now because it's also going to be – he called him out at five points championship on the line. It's going to be Steve Benya defending here against cash flow Ken Broadway himself. Benya, he, he's he's calling out the shark here. He's calling out the biggest guy he could find in yeah. on that poster. And he's like, hey, I want to put it on the line. I commend Benya on that because he's like, hey, give me the best you got. And so, he, uh, yeah, Pena, he's, you know, we've had conversations and he was like, yo, I want this title to be like the intercontinental title in the 90s where me holding it wrestled the best there is to, you know, for that championship to see if they have what it takes to jump to the next level. He wanted to be that flag bearer as the five points champion. Um, And yeah, he told me early on, yo, I really want to work cash flow. Um, Ken was supposed to make his, you know, battle club debut in October, unfortunately, a knee injury prevented that. So it's his battle club debut and it's a championship match. And yes, yeah, Steve, Steve wants the best. He wants those workers who are just on the cusp of being signed. And, you know, we all see what Cashflow has. Gotcha. No, and I, I like that idea. Cause again, that's something the IC title always was. It's that workhorse title is making sure again, even though it's not the quote unquote main title, it's as important. And again, it's showing as relevant. So I, I like what Benny is going. And again, he had to earn that title in that tournament. He was able to go through, again, some of the best, even some of the coaches he had to go at. So yeah. he, he showed what he can do. Again, I, I want to see what he can do against money making the hands own cash flow Ken Broadway. That's going to be a matchup that, again, for the, the, the start of the show, might be a show stealer. So you guys yeah. are going to want to check it out. But here we go. Again, we've heard from Mick on Easter Sunday. We heard from Coach Mike Law himself. The franchise championship on the line as Mick Drake defends against Colossal Mike Law. Mike Law is saying he's standing up for the whole fallout here. So your thoughts on that? So Mick, a lot like main event, um, they have this thing in common where they just want to get, they want people to invest on the independent scene. They don't want, you know, dependency upon TV stars to bring people into shows. So they were, they, you know, main event and Mick have that in common where they really wanted to work a student early on. They want to give opportunities. Um, but, you know, Coach Mike Law took the stare down of the banner for 420 as a challenge. And, you know, Pena is occupying the match. Masha is occupying the match. Santi got on vacation. He felt like. I got to do this. These are my kids. These are my babies. You don't come into my house and challenge us as a whole and me let you walk away with that. So it's it's more like Papa Mike Law than Colossal Mike Law. Hey, there you go. But also, uh, this comment's interesting. Elliot Martinez saying, but is it Mike? 
Well, it's uh, I, I know Elliot has some has some stake on Mick Drake because that's federated right there. So I get it. Yeah, it's, uh, I know it's, he's trying to protect his investment right there, but uh, it's oh okay. Tough. So he's he's bringing that. He's saying taking an opportunity from a student. It, you know, it's you know how hard it is being a business partner with someone that's technically competition. Um, and, you know, he's always threatening to steal the students. And I'm like, relax, man. Let him just be. But uh, hey, hey, is he stealing or is he trying to give them that federated push? That's all. That's, Again, you know, federated you is showcase. Again, you guys really? got, you got Mick Drake. You got Casey Navarro. You got yeah. Orlando. Listen, like, his roster are, is pretty good. Yeah, fe federated is day one battle club, and I love him for it. Um, So, yes, great playing devil's advocate. Maybe he's just trying to give him a little nudge with the F-bomb. Hey, I got to. I have to be unbiased here. I'm just. I'm the middleman here. I appreciate like, that. Like, I appreciate like, that. Hey, like Hoke saying, he's neutral too. I'm just trying to be neutral. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to be um, neutral. But, but yeah, Mick Drake is business. incredible. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Mick Drake's an incredible champion. He's the franchise. Um, much like you, you mentioned KJ Mack and Dave Rivera. He's he was the dark horse in the tournament. Um, went in there and dominated, you know, bringing that DDT back to prominence. I love seeing that. Um, did Mike take an opportunity from the students? You know, possibly. Maybe if Mike wins, that's all he's going to do is give students opportunities. Um, I really feel like it's more of the, you know, fatherly instinct. Like, uh, you know, you're not going to come in here and throw a challenge out uh, without me being the one that's going to take it. Um, and Mike is, Mike is fantastic. It is, it is criminal that he's not on TV every week. He's one of the most smoothest workers. It's, he's he just amazing. He's amazing. Like I see him and then I watch him with the kids and it's just like, this guy is, you know, all the coaches, they are just so unique, but they're all so good in what it is they actually do. But you know, it's, it's just it pisses me off when Mike's time is coming. I, I genuinely believe that. And maybe maybe him becoming the franchise champion will upstart that. Definitely, definitely. And again, I, I have to agree. Like Mike Law, one of the wisest minds I know in this business. Like it's, it, it really is almost a travesty that he isn't somewhere again. Which again, he's he's a part of Battle Club. He's killing it here. He's a part of the Fallout Shelter. He's he's given those students again a mindset that will definitely help them in the future. But it is a travesty. He's not signed somewhere. He's not doing that. But again, his time will definitely come. I can't wait to see it as well. Hold on. Who else do we have here in the comp? There we go. Okay, he's being nice now. Here we go. He he loves Mike, but again, <laughs> he says again, nothing per. It's just business. There you go. He he had to come back in there with that. It, it, it's him being too nice. It's it's a little off. That's all. Right, right. You know. <laughs> but here we go. Now it's time to talk about again the main show itself. It's time to talk about the ladies. But before we get into the matches, let's talk about one who's going to be calling the action and also. Who's going to be doing those backstage interviews here? So let's talk about, we have Sam LaTurner herself. And what what made you choose this duo right here? Because again, both are doing some amazing work. I, I love what they both do. But what, what made you choose these two to be a part of Women Crush Wednesday? Um, Sam is someone that we've, you know, I, I use this term, but, you know, it's not what it means. But we flirted with a lot trying yeah. to get it to work for her to come uh, and be part of the show. So it was that being first and then, you know, coming highly recommended 
from Masha. It's like, all right, let me, you know, give her the opportunity. Let's let's get a female ring announcer out there. Um, and I wanted a female backstage interviewer because I wanted to keep the show as, you know, encompassing in its its message as possible. So Katrina, you know, doing backstage work with We Are Wrestling, I saw some of her stuff. I thought it, yep. thought she was great. Shout out to Pete. And um, yeah, I gave her this opportunity. Um, and then I haven't, you know, it's been crazy. I've got five million things to do a day. Um, so you get a bit of breaking news here, but Samira from the Philadelphia area, she does it, she's done interviews. Okay. She's gonna be part of the commentary team. And one of the original icons, Hatred, is gonna be doing commentary Ooh, with there me. We go. So it's gonna be myself with uh in a three-man booth or two women and one man. And yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh just wanted to do something different and like I said, try to keep it, you know as focused as possible on the women, you know, in all different facets and positions in pro in the pro wrestling scene. Gotcha. No, that's awesome right there. You're adding again, another veteran of the game and Katrin, you're adding to the mix. She's definitely going to have a different side and analytical side to the table. I can't wait to hear that commentary. That's going to be great. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. But let's get into it. Let's talk about the action. You guys will be calling on Wednesday here. Let's start, let's start on this right here. The survival of the fittest. We heard from Cosmic earlier today. We got to hear her thoughts going into this matchup. How how did we pick for again for the survival of the fittest? You have a, a lot of star power here. You have JC Storm, you have Karen Bam Bam, you have Vita Von Stark, Neva Chantel. How how did we choose again this amazing group of women here? So um for do the do the fight thing, uh excuse me, not do the fight thing, but made the franchise reign. Yeah. Came up with a concept. I uh, wanted to do something different. So, you know, we've done gauntlets and people have done battle royals. I kind of wanted to incorporate them all. Um, came up with Survival of the Fist. It was uh, compensation for not winning the tournament. Um, and Yaya was the first uh, person to win. And he's got a guaranteed franchise title shot when he wants uh, we'll see if that comes into play maybe Wednesday who knows um, but the concept is two people start whoever gets the, the luck of the unluck of the draw they'll start and they have five minutes to win the match and if they win the match in under the five minute mark that's it but if they can you know if it goes past the five minute mark everyone that uh, everyone else in the match who is on the outside at this point, acting as lumberjacks get to come into the ring and then it turns into an over the top battle royal. So you go have the battle royal part and when it gets back down to the two, it turns back into a singles match where you can only win by pin or submission. So the concept is to survive it's it's kind of you know taking some inspiration from elimination chamber, kind of the survivor series, you know, let's see last person standing. Obviously, Battle Royal, Royal Rumble. So it's a little bit of everything uh, without needing 50-ton cage around us. Um, I love the concept. So we wanted to bring it back for WCW and for the women in this match who are debuting on a Battle Club show live. J.C. Storm, Damaris Dawkins, um, they were part of the Five Points tournament, but that wasn't with a crowd. That was filmed uh, privately. So we these are all debuting icons um and i just felt like bringing that match back you know because i was you know part of the first show last year 
which was a doubleheader. We're having a doubleheader as our first match back this year. So I wanted to bring back that and maybe keep that part of Battle Club shows going forward. And again, the winner of this match gets a future Icons title shot. So that Icon, that title shot is basically on the spot, correct? Whenever they want, yep. Ooh, okay. I I like it. Uh, I don't know if I should show this, but I'm going to show it anyway. Chris is, I guess, not a fan of Yaya there. He's, uh... <laughs> then again, Elliot could not be nice for too long. He's he's agreeing with Chris. He's like, see, I knew I liked Chris. Like, ah. Oh, <laughs> That's because this... Yaya has that shot and he can cash it on oh, me. See, there we go. See, ah. Well, Elliot, now you got to try to convince Yaya to join Federated. Maybe he won't cash in then. He'll wait. But again, your hands are full right now. There we go. PJ Savage saying he likes the concept. There you go. Thank there you. Yeah. Again, I, I I like the idea. It's interesting to make it a little different than again your staple, just a a battle royal in there. I like the idea of the mix of it. So, there we go. Well, let's keep it going here as we now have. Again, this is going to be interesting because you have four icons going at it here. You have Bonesaw Jesse Brooks. You have Savannah Evans, Riley Shepard, and Christina Marie here. This is going to be more of a fight, if you will, especially when you have Jesse Brooks and Savannah Evans in there. How how is Battle Club going to be able to handle this much in there? This is about so, to be a fight. So uh, there was a post earlier, um, unfortunately, because contractual obligations. Tasha's not going to be there Wednesday. And then, uh, you know, Lady Frost, uh, she needed – there was medical things that came up, so she needed to make sure she got that taken care of, and she's unable to come to this Wednesday's event. So that match is going to change. Ooh, uh, that okay. match is staying a four-way, yeah. but Damaris Dawkins is going to be there because Damaris, like I said, was part of the five-point tournament. So it was Riley. So want to give her a bit of a chance to do something different. Um, so she's going to be part of that match. So it's going to be Damaris, Riley, Bonesaw, and Christina. Now, yeah. what you say is pretty much going to stay true because you still got – Bone sign there, and she's always looking for a fight. That's but it's uh, it's four four icons. Um, see who's got you know who's got what it takes. Uh, a good mix again, being different. You know, you've got the strong woman, you've got the gladiator of the geeks, you got the athlete Damaris, and Bone Saw just being the ass kicker. Like all four different styles, and I'm really looking forward to that. You know, again, cards have changed, so had to move some pieces around. There you go. Hey, again, it, it, it happens. Again, this is part of independent wrestling as well. It's always on that fine print. Cards have right. changed. So, right. Unfortunately, hopefully, again, in the future, we could see Tasha Steeles and Lady Frost make their way to the to Battle Club once again. But, oh, there we go. Elliot's, Elliot's confirming here. He's saying, until he doesn't have that briefcase, he's not going to be a fan of Yaya. <laughs> oh, and this, I guess this one, this one's thrown at you as well. No, no federated on WCW. Ali, Ali could have been a part. She's she's federated. Again, I'm just I'm just trying to be neutral here. I'm just I'm getting federated. All, federated's the champion. Like he's on the show. I mean, sorry. <laughs> uh, there, there you go, sir. I tried, Elliot. I'm, I'm giving him a, <laughs> a name, but it it didn't work out. My bad, brother. <laughs> well, let's keep it going here as well, as we have. Now some tag team action as we have Willow Nightingale 
and Brooke Valentine taking on Janae Kai and Jordan Blade. Willow's been making a hell of an impact right now. No pun intended. As uh-huh. Again, she just she just wrestled for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship on Impact. She was on the Super Card of Honor as well. She's been making her name as well. Brooke uh, Brooke Valentine has been killing it on the independent circuit. You have Janae Kai, the Kick Demon, fresh off facing Mia Yim this past weekend, and Jordan That's Blade, crazy. who again also pro wrestling magic women's champion. She's been killing it. This is going to be an interesting tag team matchup. That again, I don't know who. I, I couldn't pick a winner here. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. If I was a betting man, I could not pick a winner here. Yeah, this is so. Jordan and Janai have been wanting to tag for a long time. It only made sense, and uh, you know Willow and Brooke tag already. So, you know, contrasting styles. uh, The fun party girls, you know, the pretty girls on one side, and then the team is just fighters they're just legit you know they're as, as legit and genuine as it gets when it comes to genuinely just throwing hands and you know suplexes takeovers submission style like so you got two fighters versus two fun girls clash of styles you know i love it i love it and you're right to pick a winner is going to be tough like yeah as much fun as willow has in the ring she's that good when it comes to her technique no, definitely. Those smiles come come off when it's time for once that bell rings, it's a whole different game. Like Willow can be all happy, go lucky, but once that it's it's go time, that's it. And again, you have to be like that, especially when you're taking on again a team like Janae Kai. Like again, that those kicks, like it's it's educated kicks, and then Jordan Blade, who has that mathematician style, like she can get into that technical holds, and that's it. Like it's it's gonna be interesting to see those pairings. On Wednesday, but again, we'll have to wait and see. But Elliot now, Elliot has a, a thinking face on. I'm wondering if he's thinking about that matchup. Is he again, maybe thinking about some clients? No, he's looking he a scout. You know, he's trying to steal away now. Again, like you said, he's taking talent away from Battle Club. He's trying to add everyone to uh, to Federated. Like, yeah, I think that's just the faction mentality. That's everyone. That's it. But you like, know, it he, works for him. These guys are successful. I mean. Their, their guys are always draped in gold, whether it's Brute, whether it's, you know, Mike Orlando, like Saif. doesn't matter what Federated man. Casey Navarro always has gold. It works for the Federated. He's really good at scouting talent, so can't uh, knock him. Well, Elliot, you're in the chat, so I'm going to ask you a question. You you take your time on this. Your thoughts, again, you guys are making a takeover. Your thoughts on the takeover? Give me your answer on that because they're kind of taking your spot right now in the Tri-State. They've been making their impact. I haven't heard that much from Federated lately. So, Elliot, give me your thoughts on that when you can. Till then, I'll, I'll let Joakim keep going here. Give him some time to just have to answer that. But let's keep going here with this matchup. Again, card subject to change, sadly, with Tasha Steeles not being able to compete that night. But we still have Edith Surreal. So what can you tell us? Is we're, Are we still going to have to wait for Wednesday to find out? Or is this no, no, no. confirmation you guys we get know. here? It's going to... Um, so, uh, <clears throat> it's only fitting that Savannah backs her girl up. So Savannah Evans is going to take the spot versus Ooh, Edith okay. Real, which you talk about, you you know, if you got one of the largest women, the tallest women in Savannah Evans, and then you've got the Lucha style of Edith Surreal. So you're going to see a match where, you know, it could be Razor and Kid or... 
Eddie and Brock, where you get the monster versus the luchador. You're going to get that aspect in a women's wrestling match. Like, how beautiful is that? I, I love that idea because I like the clash of styles. I want to see, again, Edith is known. She can, she can fly. She's the, she can definitely fly in there. She Hopefully, the venue does not have something too high because she's flown off a few decks and just <laughs> so uh, let's hope not. But and then again, Savannah Evans, a powerhouse, definitely going to try to use that for her advantage. I'm looking forward to see how this pairing goes on Wednesday. Again, that clash of styles always brings the best out of any opponent because now you have to work around again the counteract. So that's going to be great to see, and also a treat for the fans because now they get to see that. Almost again that battle of David versus Goliath here, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But here we go. Let's now go into again card subject to change yep. sadly, but you have Coach here with Masha Slamovich, Impact Wrestling's Masha Slamovich here. What what can you tell us about this now? Is Coach gonna have to wait? No, Coach is gonna know right now. Um, so Gia Scott, who is someone that's trained under Jonathan Gresham the last three or four years, I believe she's stepping up. Um, okay. Yeah. You have arguably the best women's wrestler, or at least the best up and coming women's wrestler in indie wrestling in Masha Slamovich versus someone who is a pupil to who many call the best wrestler in the world right now in Jonathan Gresham. So you're going to get a match in Masha versus Gia where you're going to see whether the pupil, the student, has learned enough from the master to take on everyone's master at this moment. That that's interesting because now I want to. I um, ah, that's gonna be a nice matchup there. Because again, if she's learned enough from again one of the best technical wrestlers to date, then this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fight here. Yeah, like this that's gonna be interesting. And then hold on, we have a we have a comment here from Anthony Gamble himself. He's questioning it now. He's he's wondering. Maybe he's wondering again. Is is he gonna make his his impact possibly at Welcome to New York? Oh man. Like, like he's he's I can imagine he's thinking about it. Maybe he answers again. I heard Abraham Khan as well. He'd give his thoughts. Maybe he answers yeah, his so challenge. A Abraham Khan is uh love that kid. He's 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 awesome. Uh he can talk your face off though in a promo, man. Like I've seen him rip people apart. He's got such a such a good, you know, vocab, such a good promo style. Um, he's gonna be doing commentary with me, uh, taking the place of Mike Law, who does commentary with me. So he's gonna be on commentary for Welcome to New York City. Um, and he's he's told me he's gonna have his gear and if anyone's looking to mix it up, we'll see. Hey, there you go. And again, he's he's been Again, to no pun intended, but he's been controlling his narrative. He's putting himself <laughs> out there. So I, I could see he wants to do whatever whatever it takes. And again, maybe Anthony Gamble has to represent Fallout and shut him up that night. So again, we'll, we'll have to wait and see for, for Wednesday. And here we go. We got Pete. We mentioned him earlier. What's up, Pete? Here we go, saying this is going to be one hell of a show right there. He is awesome, man. Uh Great gap, uh, great grab with uh, Jay Lethal at the next We Are Wrestling show. That's that's uh, that's gonna be a good one. That was great. That was that was dope to see. Um, I always wish him the best, but yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a show, man. Uh, it's it's always fun because I feel like the emphasis with Battle Club is 
you know, not just showcasing women and, and color uh, talent of, you know, the minority, just being able to be different while still giving that message of, yes, we're, you know, we're emphasizing, you know, our, our people of color talent. We're emphasizing, you know, people on the LGBT community, like still being able to give off the message of we're pro minority, we're pro woman, we're pro, you know, queer and be different from all the other shows going on in the area. And this is not a knock to anyone. It's just, I love making that, that point. Like we're different in yeah. so many ways. This is why you should come to this show because you're not going to get something that you get everywhere else. Definitely. No. And I feel that that's something I, again, not to say on any certain company, but it's what scares companies to do that, to show that they're different, to show they're not just doing the normal, like little, like just, Oh, this is what we have to do. Cause that's how it's done. Like, no, you can't change it up and showcase something different showcase what isn't being shown out there. Like, I love that. There we go. Pete commending again, also on making it work again, talent being subject to change and turning it into gold right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it's a benefit of just having such incredible talent up and down the card and being able to, you know, pull from one direction and change the entire atmosphere of the match, but without making it any less important or good. No, gotcha. No. And again, that's, that's also, again, doing it like that. It, it worked. Hey, I commend you on that again. Still going to be an amazing show. And I'm just noticing the chat is going insane right now. There's a fight between the takeover, Chris Barton, and Elliot now getting involved. He's saying he's a fan of Barton for his responses. They're, they're just going at it in the chat right now. Because takeover. Is the F fighter die going to be that federated bomb? Like, because look at that. Because takeover is trying to make their way to, to Battle Club. Oh, Barton is just trying to fight them back this now. It's just be an interview, brother. This is, they're they're just they're just trying to get at us here. Jeez, but let's let's keep it going here because we have more matches to talk about. Let's talk about here we go. It's time to talk about that icons championship here. We have the big title defense as Big Swole taking on Trish Adora, two world class athletes, two world traveled athletes here. Let's talk about this matchup because this is definitely going to be the talk of the town on Wednesday. So this is a rematch from um, their first match at, in D.C. They had, they had a match, uh, it was Fight Club um, for the Pan-African World Diaspora Championship. I believe that's right. Um, and that was a classic because they just outclassed the whole card. And not even in a bad way, the, the show was great. They outclassed them with just technical wrestling. Like, yeah, they mixed it up a bit, but just the ability that these two had to just wrestle, you know, just everything you could imagine, trying submission, trying holds, you know, counters. It was beautiful. It didn't end up being just a fight. And that was there. That was for, you know, Trish's championship. I think the dynamic is going to change in Brooklyn because it's going to be for the Icons Championship, and Swole has a chip on her shoulder. She's been beaten, and this time around, if she's beaten again, she'll lose her gold. So that's it's. I think it's going to be different. I think things will be more aggressive. I think they're you know, bedside do or die. They're actually going to throw down like they're in the hood. 
I, I, I'm looking forward to it because I've seen Trish mix it up a bit, but I've never seen her go all out in a fight. And I mean, like, all out from start to finish. And I think Swole is going to bring that aspect. You, you have to add because this is now – it's the opposite. Like you said, it's now Trish challenging for a championship. So when you're champion, it's almost you have to have a different style because now you have to make sure you're not making a mistake. You have to be – your mindset is working on their style. But now when you're challenging, you have to bring whatever you got. It's go go in or or that's it. Like it yep. has to be – so again, like you said, we're, we're going to be in bed style. We're in Brooklyn. So it is best style do or die on Wednesday because – you want to hold the biggest championship Battle Club has when it comes to the icons, and it's that icon championship. So I'm looking forward to this. Again, Big Swole, Trisha Dora, two of the best going. Like, this is going to be a – Pete said it best. It's it's going to be a banger. Like, this is going to be a <laughs> insane contest. I can't wait. The, the whole card, again, top to bottom, is going to be insane. And, again, both shows. When you talk about, again – Welcome to New York. When you're talking about WCW here with Women Crush Wednesday, it's going to be solid. I can't wait. So Yeah, I'm excited. First show back, doing a doubleheader again. It might be a thing going forward. Who knows? Um, being able to have the guys defend all, you know, all our champions defend their titles in all unique different uh, matches, having representation of the fallout, you know, on both shows. Uh, Cosmic Karen and Nevea, they train at fallout. So it's having, you know, everything bleeding into each other, but all in a way that is positive and helps all the brands grow, even, you know, federated, you know, just having, you know, having Mick be the champion in the the show to warm the, the show up for the, you know, the crowd up for the women. It's just, everyone's winning. Um, and I love it. Um, again, I'm a big, 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 big backer of, women's pro wrestling, you know, genuine wrestling, you know, when I think women's pro wrestling on the independent scene, think Jordan Grace, first battle club pro champion, you think Tasha Steele, current knockouts champion, you think, um, you know, Lefisto, you know, she fought uh, for the Icons title at, at WrestleCade, like, you think of genuine workers, and 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 that's what I want to put on when it comes to our old women's show, and I believe, you know, up and down the card with all the different match styles, you got that at this WCW, and it's great. Like, you know, you get all this talent. It's in a Wednesday, you know, like it's so, so different, you know, yeah. this is uh, for most schools in New York city, everyone's got the week off. So there's a lot of kids with, you know, free time and parents looking to do something to get them out the house. Come on. I was going to say, I feel it. like that was, that was the perfect marketing strategy too. It is a Wednesday where again, there's no excuse that next day. It's not like you have to go to school. Right. So right. I, I got to give you that. Cause I just thought about it, like, wait, okay. Now it makes a little more sense. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, those kids got school the next day. Like, but no, it's it's free. <laughs> it's free game. So that that works. All right. I gotta give it to you on that. And again, it's a stellar card. You know, again, the tri-state area loves their wrestling. They're gonna love this. And this is gonna be a show everyone's gonna want to be at is Wednesday. But before I let you go, brother, I have to ask a little bit here about this place right here. We gotta talk a little bit about the Fallout Shelter before we go. Because, again, it has been a, a stable right now. It's been, it's been killing it. It's been growing from that first class. And now, again, it looks like it's overflowing the school right there. Yeah, yeah. How has that transition been? And also, if, if you can tell me here, what made you want to get into the school? What made you want to start a wrestling school? So 
you know, like I said, you know, Carlos brought me into the business and then handed Battle Club over. Um, but before he left, we had conversations about how garbage a lot of independent wrestling is. And his main goal with Battle Club was to just bring great wrestling back to the Bronx. But what he wanted to do and wanted me to continue to do, and which was my idea, was bring professional wrestling as a whole back to prominence in New York and then, you know, the tri-state, then the East Coast and the world. Um, there are a lot of really great promotions out there, and those promotions tend to have a feeder system, which is their schools. So, you know, back with, you know, back talking about the conversations with Carlos and then just seeing that there's, there's got to be some change and it's got to start at the roots. You know, if a tree's grown and, you know, to its max height, there's only so much you can do to change it with, you know, other than chopping it completely down. So the thought of opening a school was always a thing in my head. Um, and the opportunity had came up and I threw, I pitched the idea to Elliot and Elliot said, let's do it. We were open for a few weeks and we saw no one was working harder than the gift God, Paul. And then we decided to bring him aboard. And what's beautiful is that we all have the same goal. We're going about it in different ways, but it's to fix this thing we love so much that's been bastardized and criminalized and taken advantage of by people of the old guard. The carny bullshit is what I like to call it. That needs to go. What I, my, my goal is to, professional back in professional wrestling you know have these students come up and they're a complete asset to a company they can do commentary they can do video they can do audio they can put a ring together you know they're a good stagehand they can work they can talk trying to create an asset to wrestling companies so that they can go on and do great things and it causes a ripple effect and it's like oh this person was trained here so having Two of my brothers through the business be on board with opening the school. The goal is just always to just change wrestling for the better. It started with Battle Club and booking genuine shows, you know, featuring people of color, featuring, you know, women prominently. And now it's morphed into something where people coming in can start and be great from the beginning and just cultivating a good atmosphere. And you look at our coaches. You know, Jorge Santi was the king of New York for so long on the indie scene. You know, Mike Law, like we talked about earlier, criminal that he's not on TV. Steve Pena, criminal he's not on TV. And Masha Slamovich is taking over the world. Four unique styles. You know, they three of them sh share, you know, their own root system. But they were all smart enough to recognize what was wrong with the business and not be that way. Um, all stellar reputations all great with the students in their own way, all great in wrestling in their own way. You know, I'm, if I'm, my, my calculations are right, it's almost like 70 years of pro wrestling experience. So it's That's crazy true. to have that there, you know, four different coaches, classes four nights a week, um, open ring for local workers who want to get time in. Um, and then Sundays are dedicated for the kids to learn on their own because it's always tough to be instructed, so you don't want to do it like that. That's why we assign captains, Dave Rivera, Anthony Gamble, and KJ Mack, so that the kids can work amongst themselves but still be supervised amongst those that we trust in the most. Yeah. It's going to be a self-sufficient system. We're going to bring mm. 
We're going to grow great people and they're going to bring great people to us where we continue to grow and then we'll find great people within the system and it's just going to be something that exists amongst itself in all the best ways possible. Got you. I, I like this comment Elliot said here about that. Fix it from within. Yep. I like that. Yep. I like, I, I like to I tell my students the only way you can, you know, clean shit is if you're in it. No, no, I like it. I like it again. It's 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 trying to change the system for the better. And I like that because again, it's not with any other motive than again making it better for that next generation. Because again, yep. we all love the business, we all want it to succeed, we all want it to continue. So I, I like that concept. I definitely right. do when I right you guys and then, are making that better wave. So I like that. Yeah, and that's you know that's all it is, and and ultimately, you know, the greatest men in in the greatest you know people in the world, men, women, they often see, they often don't get to see the result of the work they put in, and that's the goal. That's the goal for myself, for Paul, for Elliot, Hokai. I'm sorry, he doesn't like his shoe name, but you know, you know the brother. Well, we're we're, we're the showing it here, sadly, because again, he's on Facebook. He should have used the gimmick page. Right. <laughs> but the goal is that 40, 50, 60 years down the line, yeah. it has changed things so much that because you still get it regardless of how much pageantry that he has or the level of work that AEW puts out, you still have this stigma from people who aren't fans, you know, not even casual fans, like ill wrestling and it's easy to just Google wrestling or what's wrong with wrestling and see, you know, the speaking out movement, all the abuse, you know, the lying, the thievery. So we want to eliminate that. And we want it so that 40, 50, 60 years down the line, that is now how wrestling is viewed. You know, we, that's all it is. This isn't to line our pockets. This isn't for anything other than wanting to change the game from within and making it so that generations down the line can look at the fallout as that first seed, that first catalyst, that first, you know, thing to start and, and, and get things going. And like I said, feeder system, it's a battle club. Those prominent, those talents get prominent, uh, featured prominently. And then they go around and then people from all over can see, hey, battle club, fallout. This is different. These people are doing things right. No, I like it. And it's funny because that kind of answers my last question I had, which was your end goal. And you, you just answered it for me right there. So that's that's perfect. Again, that's oh wait. <laughs> there we go. What I say to people when they oh okay, that was the response. I'm like, wait, because he put this first comment, ooh, your mom I'm like, what are you answering? And then it's like, okay, that, that makes more sense. So there you go. <laughs> so but again. Joe Keith, thank you so much for coming on, brother. This has been great. Again, uh, kill it Wednesday. Thank, thank you for having me. You know, without content creators like yourself, you know, we don't get as far as we do. Um, so real quick off the top of my head, I just want to thank all the sponsors. Nothing. Your sports show, GG for the win, go for the pin, THWF, true hardcore wrestling fans, John Bertier's podcast, like always, um, Pretty Heels, they're amazing. We're partnering up with them for Black WrestleFest. We're going to have announcements on the wrestling portion soon. That's June 19th. Uh, like I said, Jobber Cheers, Jobber Slam. We're going to have a date for that in August. Um, who else? There's so many people to thank. Jay Lee Photography, 
um, the gift God, um, the, the video crew, you know, uh, Trinovis, like there's just so many, so many intricate parts. Like you said, going back to the start of the interview, the craft and without content creators like you, you know, and respectfully from the same hood, minority, you know, Jabba Tears, True Heels, um, Dirty Heels, Wheaton Wrestling, all these beautiful content creators. Indie wrestling doesn't get half the exposure it does, maybe even 75% of the exposure it does. So thank you for having me on. Thank content creators like yourself. And you guys keep doing it because you're changing the game too. You guys are influencing more people that look like us, that grew up with people like us to be on the forefront. And it's beautiful. You know, you end up with things like Wilkins and Alex on freaking Spotify with complex, like it's dope. Like, and that's what you guys are doing. So thank you guys without you, you know, podcast and content creators, wrestling isn't what it is. So the internet is not all bad for wrestling because this is, you know, a beautiful side, a beautiful show of proof that it's, it can be wonderful. So thank you. No, definitely. No, again, thank you guys. And, there is a way to again make it work. I always say like it's it's again a lot of it. Sadly, the internet does show its bad side, especially with wrestling. But you can make it work, and you can bring a positive light to it. And that's what I try to do here. Again, I try to honor the craft that we love. Again, that's all it's about. Again, we all love it. We all want to be a part. We all want to change it. Why not show a brighter side of it instead of just focusing on the negatives of it? So there we go. Right. Elliot plugging everything here. So again, four twenty. He's talking about it. BCP. WCW fallout and then he's making sure as well to he has to plug himself in there <laughs> he, has to, he has to plug federated can't be too nice without plugging his own stuff oh you're afraid brother <laughs> and there we go thank you elliot don't follow him again but again go follow again go follow battle club as well go follow them on instagram battle club pro there go follow them on twitter at battle club pro all the links are going to be in the descriptions down below especially as well to go get your tickets because you still have time for Wednesday's show. Be there. It's going to be a hell of a show. Thank you again for coming on, brother. This has been great, and we'll be seeing you Wednesday. So, And everyone else, thank you guys for joining us. And as always, don't forget to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, and respect the craft. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.